Look at here, it's a golden prize egg. Three of them, the contents of the three, being given away next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. In order to win, you must be a subscriber to this channel and Two Big Brains, and you've got to send me a DM on IG, X, or Facebook. If you've already sent me a DM, you don't need to send another one. One entry, you're in, your ticket's in the bucket. No more than one entry per person. But uh, it's a, a Black Friday bonanza for you uh, who enjoy this channel. I love giving stuff away. It is, it is my, uh, it's my indulgence. I'm just too generous. All right, we're going to talk about the Colts. The 10 biggest questions that need to be answered in the affirmative for the Colts to make the playoffs. It's not Optimism Wednesday, so I don't know whether these questions are going to come to pass, whether they're going to be able to answer these questions in the affirmative. I just don't know, but we're going to ask them, and we're going to try to answer them at the same time. We're going to talk about Indiana University basketball. Mackenzie and Baco, uh, what are we doing? If you're the Indiana Hoosiers, if you're Mike Woodson, what are you doing in building this lineup? What's going on? Why is he playing at all, given the level of effort that he is he is advancing toward uh, this team's success. I don't understand it. We're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh, who elevated his insufferable game to a new stratosphere. It's just unbelievable. Like, we understand that coaches, as, as kind of a class, are insufferable. And they're self-deluded. Uh, they are, uh, you know, self-immersed. All those self things. Everything is about them. Every single thing that happens in life. Oh, woe is me. Oh, why did I get into this business? That's the whole deal with coaches. Jim Harbaugh has gone to a new level. He has set the bar so high. I don't think that Jimbo Fisher or anybody else can get over the top of it. Speaking to Jimbo Fisher, good heavens, he's walking away with a lot of money. So Texas A&M is looking to hire a new coach. And you can bet that there are coaches everywhere who are lining up to get that job. And why? Because Texas A&M, they got issues. We're going to talk about those issues. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Monday, November 13th, 2013. Brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. You want to bet a little bit? Bet a little bit with MyBookie. You use the promo code KENT. You get up to $200 in uh, cash deposit that once you bet it once, it's yours to cash out. You can do whatever you want with it from that point forward. All right, easy, beasy. Bet anywhere, anytime, any game. Let's go. That is my bookie. All the information will be in the uh, show description as well as the comments. I'll post it in there too. For your ease, let's talk about these 10 questions that surround the Indianapolis Colts, all right? Will, this is number 10, will finish be positive enough to validate Chris Ballard's ideology of roster construction? That's a great question. I think he's almost there already. Given the fact that Anthony Richardson got hurt and you're dealing with a backup quarterback, Shane Steichen doing everything he can to make a mediocre quarterback look like somehow he's got to be respected as, as a quarterback who can deliver the football, and beat you through the air, you know what? Maybe it's already been done. Four wins last year, five already this year. 
if let's say they finish two and five, you know what? That's seven and ten, and that covers the over. So the expectation moving into this season was six and a half, right? That was the betting line. Seven, you hit the over. I don't know. Does it work to win a championship? I don't think that it does. I don't think you can build a a franchise this way. I think it's really, really tough, and I don't think it really matters unless Anthony Richardson comes back healthy anyway because you've got to have one of the top five quarterbacks in your conference to get to the Super Bowl. That's just the way it is. And Anthony Richardson becoming one of those over the top of C.J. Stroud, who's been really good this year, and Burrow and Mahomes and Allen and Watson and on and on and on and on and on. Herbert. I don't understand this about Justin Herbert. Why is he being featured in so many commercials? He has no personality at all. Zero. But they keep putting him in these commercials like he's somebody. I just don't understand it. That's a different topic for another day. Uh, number nine, will the remaining schedule equate to a 5-2 and two finish? Because they're going to have to go to 5-2 and two to go to the playoffs. Minimum 10 wins, right? You know that. 17-game schedule, you got to get to 10 in order to get to the playoffs unless your uh, division sucks. And the AFC South does not suck anymore. The Jaguars... The Texans, both pretty good. Somebody is going to wind up winning 10 in the division. So let's say 5-2. and They play against the Bucs. The Bucs right now 4-5. and The Titans, they are 3-6. and The Bengals are 5-4. and The Steelers, 6-3. and The Falcons, 4-6. and Vegas is 5-5. and And Houston's 5-4. and Anybody in that group they can't beat? Steelers? Steelers are going to be tough, even though that game's at Lucas Oil Stadium. Bengals? In Cincinnati, that's a whole different thing. Bengals are built from the outside in, the Colts from the inside out. It's going to be very interesting to see how that game kind of unfolds. And that'll be the first game where Grover Stewart is back. More on that in a minute. Is Gus Bradley's system, number eight this is, capable of winning moving forward? I don't know. It's been a while since Gus Bradley really won something. And in that system is, hey, Let's blitz about once every seven snaps. I don't know if that works in today's NFL unless you got a really dynamic front four. Colts, they have not been bad this year in the front. All right? Dio and Ibukam and Pay and Stewart and Buckner, that's a pretty good group. That's not Taekwon Lewis, not a bad group. Number seven, is Dio Odangbo hitting his stride? The front four needs to get home in order for this defense to work because they blitz 15% of the time, which is 32nd of 32 in the National Football League. Uh, Sacks, though, they are tied for fourth with 30. Now, here's where it kind of gets a little bit murky, all right? Sacks, like we said, tied for fourth with 30, but hurried. Quarterbacks being hurried by the pass rush, only on 5.3% of dropbacks, which is 25th in the NFL. So they're not speeding up the quarterback's clock, despite the fact that they're sacking the quarterback at a pretty accelerated rate. Uh, Number six, Grover Stewart's return. Can he play as well after the suspension? He will have missed six games, seven weeks. And I don't know to what extent the juice helped him, the PEDs, whatever it was, whatever that was, 
Did that lift his performance? If not, why was he taking them, right? And as those, those chemicals gets, get flushed from the system, is he going to be able to operate as well? I think it's a legit question. He won't think it's a legit question, but I think it's a legit qu- it is a legit question. Number five, will Jonathan Taylor bust some runs to the house? That is a must-do. You've got to have a must. That has to happen because there aren't a lot of offenses in the NFL that you're going to be able to hold to six points. That's just not a thing. All right, so you're going to have to score more than 10, which means you've got to have a running game that is not just competent but is explosive, and that means Jonathan Taylor. All right, you know what? Zach Moss did bust that, that big run. He ran away from people, and so there's that. So maybe he's a part of this formula of a, uh, a dynamic running game, but you've got to have that because they're not going to be dynamic through the air, period. That, that cannot happen with Gardner Minshew being the starting quarterback for this team. Number four, can Ryan Kelly overcome yet another concussion? I hated to see that happen. Ryan Kelly came back from a concussion already this year. He wants to be a good dad. He wants to be a good husband. He has seen, he is a really smart guy. He knows what the perils of CTE are and how concussion after concussion after concussion you put yourself kind of in the crosshairs uh, of those, you know, those symptoms which manifest themselves into violence against themselves occasionally, and that's not necessarily, well, it's obviously not a good thing. But will Ryan Kelly, is he just going to say, meh, you know what, I'm done. I, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to put my head at risk anymore. Too many concussions already. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope he comes back. I hope he plays really, really well coming off the bye. They need him. He's one of the best centers in the NFL. He is a guy who is really a lever for good on that offensive line. Number three, Shaq Leonard. Can he become like his old self coming off the bye? That is about the most optimistic way to phrase what we all know I'm asking. Should he be playing? And that's a legit question. After yesterday, here, here's what happens when you talk a lot. And Shaq talks a lot, and he's honest, and I really appreciate it. We want to hear that stuff. I am not going to both bitch about people who don't talk and then bitch about people who do. I, I'm just not going to be that hard to please. But Shaq Leonard, by talking so much, made it really kind of a point of interest for us to watch number 53 yesterday and then maybe re-watch number 53, like some of us did, and say, damn, like he is the most easily juked individual ever. He seems to be very easily blocked. He does not make a lot of plays, and he doesn't make any plays, the likes of which he made before he had these surgeries. Now, that's not. there's no shame in that. I don't know many people who could play after getting the surgeries that Shaquille Leonard got. He's trying his very, very best, but trying does not make it so. And, and this is a 5-5 five and five team. This isn't a 2-8 and eight team where it's like, let's put him out there and let's see if you know he can get back on the beam before the end of the season, and then we know what we got, whether we got to cut him or not. That's not what this is. The longer you have him out there playing like he currently is, the, the worse the chances of this team getting to the playoffs are. That's a sad way to put it, but that's exactly accurate. Number two, the health of Juju Brents. 
Is he going to be healthy coming out of the bye? It's going to be very close. He gives the Colts competence at corner. If you've got he and Jalen Jones, you've got a chance to have a pretty good set of exterior bookend corners. And your safeties are okay. Julian Blackman playing better and better and better. And then at the nickel corner, you got Kenny Moore and you feel good about him. All of a sudden, you have elevated a position of need into a position of strength if Juju Brents can come back and play. And number one, can Gardner Minshew continue playing mostly clean? Colts win the turnover battle. They are 5-0. and When they lose the turnover battle, they are 0-5. It is just that. <laughs> no, I got rid of the beard. Beard had to go. I looked ridiculous. Look, I'm only uh, so eager to debase myself for the uh, for the pleasure of YouTube viewers for so long. Like, I, I can't do it forever. And really, it comes down to Julie. Julie says, hey, you, you, no offense here to those who might be homeless, but hey, you look like a homeless guy. I'm getting my hair cut on Wednesday. We're going full board trying to trying to look respectable. We're, we're going to be like Dave Calabro polished. That's what we're headed for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beard. No, no. A man needs to know his limitations. I am not Grizzly Adams. Um, Minshew has to play clean. He doesn't have to win you games, but he can't lose you games. If he doesn't lose you games, you got a pretty good chance to win. That's who Gardner Minshew is on this team. That's what backup quarterbacks are on their teams. But very few are good enough not to lose games. Mistakes define a backup quarterback. Great plays define a high-level starting quarterback because they can use those great plays to overcome their mistakes. See what I'm saying? Gardner Minshew's not overcoming mistakes. Uh, by the way, Colts stats, eerily even with opponents. Yards per play, 5.2, both. Opponents and Colts. Net yards per attempt, 6.0 for the Colts, 6.1 for opponents. Yards per attempt, uh, rushing, 4.1. Turnovers, Colts are plus one in their turnover ratio. And the average start for their drives, Colts, 29, the 29 or 28.9 yard line, opponents 29. How about that question for IU basketball? Toward what end is McKenzie and Baco playing? Why is he playing at all? People are saying, well, you know, why is he playing 16 minutes a game? Why isn't he playing more? You know why? Because he is absolutely apathetic on the defensive end of the court and he is indifferent on the offensive side. He is doing nothing well. He is doing nothing with energy. You must play with energy. You must defend with energy if Mike Woodson's going to play you. Why is this guy starting? I have no idea. There's got to be a consequence, and if there's not a consequence, then the behavior is going to continue, and I don't give a damn less what the consequence is in practice. Oh, I had to run. Get the hell out of here. Take away minutes. Ass, meat, bench. Let's go, Woodson. Christ, how many millions of dollars do you have to make before you act like a man and tell these guys how to play the goddamn the game? I didn't say it. You got to play hard. Jim Harbaugh's insufferable quote of the day, Michigan's got to be America's team. 
America loves a team that beats the odds, beats the adversity, overcomes what the naysayers, critics, so-called experts think. Are you out of your mind? What is the matter with you? Where did we develop this penchant as a society to deny all accusations as complete folly? Oh, they're out to get me. Ah! Out to get you. Are you out of your mind? Adversity? Your adversity is entirely self-created, you dope. Jeez. Self-indulgent, right? And he says he, he's innocent until proven guilty. That's what they told him in civics class 40 years ago. Really? Did they tell you that the NCAA and the Big Ten aren't courts of law? Did, they, did you skip that day in civics class? This isn't about a legal breach. This is about breaking a rule of an organization, of an association to which your school is a member. You twit. Texas A&M is looking for another coach to replace Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, he is due $76 million and a little bit more on his way out the door. And don't poo-poo the .2 million. If it's 76.2, that will likely pay off your house. $200,000 is a lot of money. Taking that job is a no-brainer. Here's what Texas A&M does. They overpay, overpromise, and overreact. That, if you're a coach, that's exactly what you want in an employer. You're going to be there for three years, you're going to get kicked out the door, and you're going to stuff your cash in a bag and run into retirement or wherever you want to go, and you're never going to worry about money again in your life. Remember, subscribe and like the video. It's Hoosier Hospitality, you know. But subscribe for a chance to win what is in this prize egg and the other two prize eggs brimming with prizes. In fact, so many prizes that one of my had to hang on the wall, I couldn't even put them in the egg. We will ship them to you. We'll give them away one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday next week. Black Friday celebration. Breakfast with Kent inside Indiana Sports Now. I can't wait to give this stuff away to you, I hope.